Hey, welcome everybody to a uh, mobile episode of Dude Soup. Hello. We're playing Dungeon Hunter 5 because Gameloft paid us to. That's our disclosure. You know what we should have done? Topical in a second. What's up? We should have play, had a mobile podcast. Oh, uh, we should have. We're walking and talking. Here, you go ahead. I'm going to move this mic. I may not reach very far though, so be careful. Sounds, yeah. Sounds awful. All these b bubbles are filling in. I found out that Dungeon Hunter 5 is on Windows 10 and I can get gamer score for playing it. Bye, James. Uh, I found out basically if there's any game that you like on Android, you can install it on a PC through Bluestacks. Yes, but you don't get achievement points for it. <clears throat> no, that's true. I feel like you're losing the, the main thrust of why I was saying what I was saying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Dungeon Hunter 5 brought to you by Gameloft. Hack and slash your way through minions, monsters, and mayhem. Descend to the depths of Dungeon Hunter 5 where only the brave survive. It's the fifth game in the Dungeon Crawler franchise and features an all new story set in the same world as the earlier games. Valencia. Did you guys know that? Yes. That's like I, Valencia, what a lisp. I, I grew up near Valencia. <laughs> Valencia. Fight through countless dungeons in the single player mode and hire your friends and al as allies and help along the way. <clears throat> the new stronghold mode lets you compete in asynchronous multiplayer. Customize your stronghold to defend against other players' attacks and earn epic rewards by defeating other players' stronghold configurations. Mm -hmm. Level your character with the game's extensive fusion system. That's the thing where you can dump a bunch of swords into another sword mm -hmm. and then maybe it changes color. I always love those things. Well, also the attack goes up and all that other stuff too, so. Well, the color's the more important part. <laughs> anyway, you can play now on iOS and Android, and Windows 10 apparently. Get that gamer score. Sweet. So thank you for sponsoring this episode of Dude Soup, Gameloft, and Dungeon Hunter 5. And now the FTC won't attack us. <laughs> they can't. Attack, attacking is a strong word. Yeah, I don't know if they attacked them. Uh, we disclosed the fuck out of that ad. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I guess kind of in a show of precedence, the FC FTC is just really gone after their first major target in terms of, like, YouTube ad media. Mm, uh, a lot of people were tweeting us to cover this, so here it is. Yeah, uh, we, we did it. We did it only because you tweeted us, so make sure to tweet <laughs> us a bunch about stories you wanted to talk about. Well, that, and they kept using my goddamn face for the story. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. I don't work there yeah, anymore! I worked there for, like, six months. So yeah. also, in, in other disclosure, like, yes, everybody has that association that we did used to work with Machinima. Absolutely. We did ha had nothing to do with that! And yeah. sure, that sounds like that sounds like an excuse, but seriously, like that well, was all about part of the partner program. I guess. Well, hold on, all that. I mean, we're, we're assuming people are in on the the joke. Yeah, we, we can uh, tell them why. Well, oh, sure. so go uh, go back in time and explain the story. What happened? Why is the FTC going after Machinima? Okay, sure. Uh, Machinima ran a campaign with a promotional company called Starcom and Microsoft, and the campaign, uh, just to bottom line it as thoroughly as possible, basically it. It enabled a bonus CPM on videos that covered uh, Xbox One titles, and um, to, to qualify for that CPM bonus, there had to be a, a number of uh, qualifications to hit. So one of the major ones, one of the most pertinent ones, is that they, they had to portray Microsoft, the Xbox, and the games contained in a positive light. Oh, you really want me to throw this, don't you? Pay attention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So part of the campaign... Joel's got a new dog, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Part of the campaign was supposed to be that, uh, well, I mean, the campaign was executed, basically. A whole bunch of videos came out, uh, all of them meeting all the criteria, except that Machinima did not do their due diligence in making sure that that promotional campaign was disclosed properly in all of the videos. So basically, the people that talked about the Xbox One in their videos on YouTube didn't disclose that they were getting paid to talk about Xbox One. That is correct. <clears throat> uh, here, that here. was that was the missing piece, like from the contract or whatever, right? That yeah, they were um, given. So, as far as they knew, they didn't have to. Yeah, basically. Though, yeah, it's sort of like if you didn't know already, you should know. But it's like, how would you know? So, right. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Like F yep. FTC put out a pretty uh, a couple of in depth articles, basically oh. saying like, here here are the ways in which uh, Machinima failed to enforce the FTC Act. Uh, here are here and here's how we're basically enforcing restitution upon them. Uh, here, here are some choice quotes I pulled from the FTC filings. Uh, quote, The payment of significant sums to video bloggers to post specific content promoting the Xbox One and Microsoft's game titles is a material connection that would not be reasonably expected by YouTube viewers. Another one, In truth and in fact, the video reviews for Xbox One and the launch titles did not reflect the independent opinions of impartial video game enthusiasts. Uh, quote, the, the failures to disclose here uh, appear to be isolated incidents that occurred in spite of, and not in the absence of, policies and procedures designed to prevent such, such lapses. So essentially they're saying... A lot of robot this, talk. Well, it, it's a little bit of robot talk. The translation is, uh, both Microsoft and Starcom had procedures in place to ensure that those endorsements happened, 
And Machinima, according to the FTC, Machinima thoroughly dropped the ball. So Machinima is the only party that's responsible for this. And they actually said as such back when it happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then when that thing happened, we happened to be working at the company mm -hmm. and we were doing a daily news show. Yep. And what, what steps did we go through, Bruce, to make that episode happen? Well, we had to talk to, I mean, basically all the way to the top in the sense that we ended up talking to everybody at Machinima, including all the executives and sort of clearing it with them that we were going to talk about it because we knew a lot of people were asking us about it and, and mean like, you know, like, what do you guys have to say? What do you guys have to say? And we ended up talking about the story for Machinima. So I remember we apologized in the story. We, I mean, like we basically said, yeah. hey, Machinima is very sorry. Like, again, us personally had nothing, we had nothing to you do two. with you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Not, not our department. Our department was in-house production. And we had nothing to do with, like, yeah. we, 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 never, we didn't make any money off well, Xbox correct me if I'm wrong. Adam, you actually founded Machinima. Oh, correct? that's totally 100% incorrect. <laughs> that's why Adam's last oh. name is Machinima. Yeah. Oh, I no, I just worked there for a very long time. And right. I was, yeah, of course, like uh, most people, I was protective of the company I worked for. Because it's like, I have to work here right. and I need it. I want to clear the air as much oh. as possible and try to be as transparent. That wasn't always our call because we were never like in an executive role and making deals like that was never our call because we didn't work in the partner program. Yeah. And, but it, it, the, here's the double edged sword. We're the fucking face of this company. So when everything goes down, people are like, care to explain? Or like, yeah. Yeah. I wish I could. That's still I, happening, by the way. Um, yeah. Oh, no, exactly. Yeah. Well, James did it jokingly, but. It was a little too spot on. Like some people were like, "Yeah, yeah. when are you going to explain this?" Well, I I, I likened it to um, what have we been saying? A a Disney animator, mm -hmm. right? Uh. It gets someone goes to him and they say, "Hey, what's the deal with all those sweatshops that kids are making? You know, Disney Infinity toys at?" Mm -hmm. And it's like. Don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm an animator. Right, yeah, like, but you drew. You yeah, drew you, Buzz Lightyear. You work for Disney. And Buzz Lightyear's yeah. one of the toys. Yeah. Uh huh. I have no idea. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, anyone what? who's ever had a you real get rid of that sword. Superfusion points. Why are you fusing in I'm, that? I'm big, fusing in it with the other one. But you're that getting big, rid of that. that that's a badass gold sword. It's so a, what? They it's attack a level, on this one's way higher. It's a level five. That's a level fourteen. Oh, yeah. Come on! It's only a level 14 because you've been fusing yeah. with it. God, we, I know. Just I lost fusing some more. Points. I don't know. Right, if well, I, I would have gotten fucked. rid of the ones sorry, first. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. that's a point we've been stressing. And yeah, it's. I, I guess we can't put it any clearer than that. That uh, that, that whole thing, that all of it happened. We had no idea. That was in another part of the building. Yeah. Um, and people would shut the door and talk about these things. But and we we'd did, just we, be there making We were making also, videos. we were in this year of where there's a huge transition going on. And... I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Lawrence. You were like you were stepping up more and like uh, writing more of the episodes, and like we were trying to like do like an interesting news show. And we're like, you know what? Let's not be quiet on this. Let's like let's get a statement. Let's get it all out there. And, I remember like, Bruce actually pushing the hardest for that. Which yeah, is, no, I was. It's good. It, I absolutely yeah. was. I mean, like it was. But you it, were you were in LA at the time, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you had moved out. So yeah, we we were like, I think we were right in the middle of like. Uh, like, like prime time of like, like <laughs> we're doing this new show and it's awesome because yeah Bruce had been pushing really hard for you know better content talking about one well, like this was something that was important to all of us in the sense that it affected all of us yeah. so it was like and also we are a news show and there are a number of times that news shows that have their parent companies that have news about their parent companies yeah. can still report on it like yeah. you just have to disclose the connection well, yet yeah. again like Machinima's I'm paying our paychecks so that you, as an educated viewer, can judge whether or not you think that's having an effect on what we're saying. And I think, I mean, I think we've kind of, this has transitioned in wherever we've gone, but like the accountability and the transparency of things, like that's something that we as a group have just kind of believed in. Yeah. And so when an incident like this comes about and there's an opportunity to be like, well, you know, let's clear the air about this, like it's a little too late. You didn't ask our opinion about how transparent <laughs> yeah. we would have been before. Yep. But now that we're involved, this is how transparent we'd like to be about the issue. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I don't I, I, I still feel like it went over a few people's heads where we're like, we had nothing to do with this. We do not stand to make any money. Like the same, the ad read Lawrence just did for this thing, we don't make any more yeah, money. That doesn't of go that. to us. No, it's like, that, that's our job. That's what we do. That's part of the, that's the business model we work within. And I prefer that as opposed to, ooh, bad stuff. I don't know. I, I prefer that to, uh, you know, what would you call it? Standard media or something like that. I don't know. Mm. It's a, uh, I don't know. I, I like the world we live in. I like that we can be transparent. I like that there are regulations involved. So yeah, uh, just 
I guess that's, I don't know. I think we've done enough uh, explaining ourselves. The, the I'm not guilty! Sure. Uh, sure you're not, Adam. <laughs> Sure, not Mr. Machinima. God damn it! But uh, I don't know. This is this is interesting because this is the first time the FTC has really gotten involved with uh, with YouTube ad revenue, YouTube disclosures, and things things like that. It's getting more serious. Um, yeah, as as hinted at, uh, the FTC Act has a number of guidelines about what is required when somebody has been paid for their for their appearance or what appears to be their genuine opinion. And uh, clearly, this ran afoul of it. But the short of it is, if you if somebody is go back if they're what? Yeah, <laughs> it's just it sending you to different spots. Oh, jeez. That's a puzzle, maybe. Yeah. Um, the, as, as the FTC says, if there is a material connection, any kind of material connection, between the uh, creator of media and the uh, advertiser, then they are required to tell you that in a... God, what's the phrase? Let me look it up here. In a uh, clear and prominent manner. So that, that does not mean that they can rely on your pre-existing knowledge. Mm. It all has to be self-contained. So that... When somebody comes and visits a piece of media, it has to be reasonably expected that within that span of media or in a place around that media that is clearly visible, that such a disclosure will be made. And that's, that's to protect, you know, you from deceptive advertising, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I think that those, those, it's pretty neat that those things exist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is actually an important topic. This is something that I think has been a long time coming um, because it's been pretty fast and loose on YouTube for a while now. But now copyright's starting to be more of a thing. Um, you know, endorsement money is starting to be more heavily tracked because I got my first copyright. Well, it was on a strike, but uh, one of my yeah, videos got claim. unmonetized. Yeah, it serves me right. Why? What was it for? Uh, I just did a video on my channel where I was talking about like movies and shows that I like, and I'm like, well, I get away with this. I'm like, let's just see. We'll see what happens. I'll, you know, I'll claim fair use, see what happens. And they're just like, nope. It was like Universal Did or you someone. Use clips? Yeah. I use, yeah, movie trailers and stuff, which we've covered before in like uh, YouTube certification and stuff where it's like, you're allowed to repurpose that sort of stuff if you're talking over it, but uh, the way content ID works, like you will just get flagged automatically. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to cry over it because I'm not like I'm not looking to become a YouTube millionaire. I just made that video because it was fun. Crying, yeah, quit crying, baby, baby. Yeah, Spo, I need you to get back to work. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> He's working Boom. on blotting out the sound of your tears. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was interesting though. But anyway, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, until until now. And this still happens with people who do it as a goddamn job. People that will trip a foul of the content ID system and be like, what, 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 what? How dare the large companies steal money from me? <laughs> and it's like, no, idiot. This is, these are the rules. That voice, <laughs> that voice, the, the voice that all internet voice. commenters I love. Yeah. I am thoroughly comfortable with being condescending to people that whine about content ID. Well, I, I'm not saying it's a perfect system, but if you're making if you're making media on YouTube and that's how you're earning your money, you damn well better know how it yeah. works. It's yeah. like it's like I work with a 3D printer every day. Yeah. I have no idea how to use it, like, but it's my job to use it to pay for my family's food. But like, then, well, you should probably learn how to use it. But then it catches on fire and burns the burns the factory down, and you're like, "That's not my fault." Yeah, what was I supposed to do? 3D printers aren't supposed it's to catch big, on fire. It's, it's big 3D printer trying to keep the little man down. Well, the, no, so the, <laughs> the thing that like, and I'll try and side with you know a lot of the YouTubers on this one is that. YouTube is a brand new frontier. Like, mm. everybody is still discovering how YouTube works. I mean, like, in terms of copyright and monetization, like, Adam just got struck last weekend, and he knows a lot about YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's kind of one of those but things he where... he saw it coming. I, 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 I saw oh, yeah, I took... I, it was a... It was a... Yeah. Calculated it was risk. A, yeah, it's kind it was of a high risk, risk, low reward. And, and, the thing, <laughs> and the thing is, I think a lot of YouTubers actually do make those calculated risks mm. and typically get away with them. Yes. So, now that YouTube has started cracking down on things, uh, they have to be a little more careful. Um, and I think, unfortunately, Machinima was sort of the first to bear the brunt of that. Um, and well, they're being made of an example of. They're Machinima being made was, an example of Machinima exactly. Was first on basically everything. Um, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. kind of the first major MCN. They were also the first MCN to sort of run the course and Absolutely. realize that Absolutely. it's really hard to get through that storm and come out profitable. Yeah. yeah. And now they're the first to be slammed for not divulging a sponsorship campaign. I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to see that again in the future. R.I.P. And I'll give you. And I'll give you like one. I'll give you sort of a window into the way we think. Uh, when we see, like, and I'm not going to name any names, when we see YouTubers complain about, like, I can't believe my video got stuck, and blah, 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 we all, we all make that voice. Yeah. Because those dudes know. They've been on YouTube for a while. They're not, like, they didn't just start making videos yesterday. They've been making videos for years. And they understand the risk. They understand the calculated risk. And so when they, they get struck and they make a video complaining about it, all of us are like, 
bro. Yeah. Like you knew, bro. you knew, bro. and you, and so that's why we don't necessarily have much sympathy well, for YouTubers. Hey, like it's that. manipulative. It well, is manipulative. The, the best way to recoup lost money from a uh, from a, Turn into a PR win is to basically make a new video, video yeah. about it, which then is just a complaint to rile up the feathers of people that want to get riled up on the internet, which we can talk more about later. Hey, Cricky's here. <laughs> People like getting riled up on the internet. Boy, do they. Of course. They really do. need something to be mad at. <laughs> so I guess just to conclude conclude the story, and then we can go and talk about the, the precedent that's been set and what that might mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, Machinima's ra uh, the ramifications for Machinima aren't too bad or are bad, depending on how you look at it. Which I realize doesn't mean anything. I don't know why I said it out loud. <laughs> Essentially, they now have to enforce a rigorous review process every time they execute a campaign like that. So. Not only do they have to ensure that the, uh, the divulgences are being made, but they also have to revisit all of the media in 30 days and recheck it to make sure it's still there. And then they also have to maintain all of the paperwork and proof that those divulgences were made for five years after any campaign is executed. Wow. And all of those things last for 20 years. Oof, so essentially, geez. yeah, essentially they're, if they're going to do it right, um, and I don't know if they are or not, because I've seen a lot of companies not do things right over, over in my lifetime, but... Uh, they would essentially have to hire a new department, right? Like hands on hip. Um, <laughs> which, in effect, is like a monetary fine. Um, yeah. If they have to keep five people on staff, you could say that's a 250, 300,000 sink a year. Yeah, uh, which could be worse than a lump sum they may have to pay just as a slap on the wrist. So it's pretty clear that FTC was like, <clears throat> we don't care about the money, we want to make an example. And we want to show people this is what's required if you want to if you want to play this game, you have to have these people on staff doing this kind of work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's actually a pretty good move by FTC. Um, <laughs> I'm just really curious to see what this is going to mean. Does this mean like Polaris is going to hire a, uh, an an ethics board that's going to make sure that all the divulgences are made? I don't know. I think it means that all other companies are going to go. Okay, well we get one. We get one freebie, <laughs> yeah. so let's try and cover our asses and double, triple check those contracts before we send them out because yep. when it comes time, we will get a warning and then we'll have to start really worrying about things. That's, I mean, that was my takeaway from it. Anytime it, you set a precedent that, okay, we're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna be, it's not, not that they're not punished, but you're not gonna be fined right away. Mm -hmm. You will have a chance to redeem yourself mm -hmm. like, that just tells me that most other companies are going to learn, okay, we get a one. We yeah. get one freebie, but... Um, yeah. Maybe, or it's maybe that company got a freebie, and now uh, we dodged a bullet. That was your freebie. Yeah, that was, was everyone's freebie. I, it, like, if I were Polaris or Make or whoever, I would be going back through my contracts right now, and all my, and like all the videos that I was worried and about... shredding them? And be like, oh, shit, <laughs> fuck, fuck, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. you know, checking all the... And also, there's another lesson learned here, which is, if you're a YouTuber, fucking disclose that shit. Yes. Like, because at this point... You know that it's manipulative, like, and that's the thing. Again, like, we, when we kind of roll our eyes up this whole thing, we we know they're being manipulative. So now, now they know that the FTC knows. So don't do that anymore, like, because eventually Maker's going to blame, you know, whoever in their network. They're not going to be. They're not going to take the blame. Maker's going to be like, uh, no, it was this dude. Yeah. They, well, they're they're a business. They're going to cover their asses legally as many ways possible, yeah. and then you, as the independent creator. They're gonna be like, yeah, dude, you that, that was you. you. That's on up. you. That was all on you. Right? We didn't read the contract because we know yeah. we know they read contracts. The new contracts are, are going to basically put the onus on you, Absolutely. so that way they can point to the contract and say it was their responsibility. Yeah, like I'm sure there will be a clause that like any <laughs> any failures to disclose are the sole responsibility of the content creator, things like that. It's so basically what YouTube does. Even if they don't tell yeah, you yeah. you have to do it, it's still your fault if you don't do it. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It is essentially what YouTube does. It, and it's funny because. More of these regulations and stuff is actually making it become more like television. Yeah. Which is funny because this is this was the problem with producing content in G4. Was is like anytime you want to make anything, it just took too long. Yeah. And like you have to go through all these hoops and there was departments whose sole job was to make sure there was like no, you know, no tits. I mean that's Joel's job right now. <laughs> S and P. He loves no, it. I have to say, I loved I loved G4's S and P. Well, he was a great guy. He was he was fantastic yeah, he was and he totally guy. understood and he was like like he was like this is we can't go this far yeah. or is there any he he would do the best thing that that someone in that position can do which Joel does really well which is offer a Empathize. a a solution yeah, yeah, yeah. offer a solution as yeah. opposed to just go no, no. Yeah. you know yeah uh, it was a uh, Bruce calls it yes but yes but uh, yeah. Yeah. I always say oh well you could do that but you could do this instead Adam there's a chest right in the middle of there the, it is. yeah that's where the big target is on the mini map yeah there's there a mini map that really I, keep I get tunnel vision um, map. but real quick i just right want to say that a lot of people will get caught up in assuming that like 
this kind of thing happens because Jesus. these companies are evil or they're trying to oh. deceive you. Hmm. And I really think, especially given on given YouTube and stuff, I think it happens because this medium is so new. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. people don't know what the limits are. It started out as like kind of like a hobby thing, yeah. but now well, it, it, it isn't anymore. It's yeah. like it was, it's, it's been the Wild West money. for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And now people are going, wait a minute, people are making how much money? Okay, yeah. we really need to regulate this sort of stuff. And rightly so. I actually that's think how it is. I think it's a combination. No, two star. I think a combination <laughs> of uh, mm-hmm. the fact that it is so new. And also, I do think there are some companies out there that are evil. I'm not well, saying no, Machinima yeah, yeah, is evil. Yeah. Yes. I'm just saying there are people out there that know the rules and are not following them. Whether or not it's uh, an MCN or a YouTuber or whoever else, I think there are, there are people out there. And it's up to you, mm-hmm. the consumer, to sort of keep an eye out for that kind of stuff. Like if, if there's a YouTuber that you follow that is all of a sudden playing some random game like Dungeon Hunter 5. Mm-hmm. Being like really happy about it for some reason. And, and we wouldn't yeah. normally play a mobile game, but they paid us to. Right. So well, be the, careful about that. Sure, and the other part too is just to be educated and maybe think to yourself and go, well this is an independent content producer. I get it, they're doing this to pay the bills because they're making content for right. me on a platform right. that's essentially free and they're not asking for money. So am I willing to put up with this fake enthusiasm if it means this guy can keep making more content for me, yep. or gal. Yeah. Uh, so like there, there is a give and take. I mean, just seeing both sides of it, obviously. Absolutely. Well, Bruce said something interesting, is that now that, now that regulations are starting to step in, um, and Adam mentioned this too, uh, it might slow down production, it might make YouTube media a little more safe, a little more holistic, a little more TV-like. Do you guys see that happening? Do you think we'll get this like dual tier of YouTube production where there's the super clean, ultra good, like, Ad say, I guess this is already I, happening. I, yeah, I, well, uh, that's obviously what YouTube wants. Uh, yeah. they, they won't outright say it, but when they promote things like epic rap battles and not real, like like epic meal time, which I love, dude but perfect. Uh, dude, dude perfect, perfect stuff. Yeah. That's you could see this on TV, slow mo guy stuff where there's not really like like look, Funhouse is not very TV friendly. Like we're we're there's a lot of dick jokes. They, they call that brand safe in the yeah. industry. Yeah, um, but like like things that you could. Like you'd watch it. Like slow mo guys is really good. You look at them and go, I could see that on TV. That could be on. That could be a show, Absolutely. like a Top Gear type thing. Um, and YouTube will promote those sorts of things above, you know, nice. as as opposed to like guys like us or like maybe other channels. Like I've talked about it before, but um, yourmoviesucks.org, uh, you know, he usually talks about copyright content and he's like, uh, he's a bit more, uh, not really negative, but. Um, realistic? Yeah, realistic, but it, it's the it's the he makes content that's like this is the reason why I watch YouTube. Oh, sure. I don't really watch YouTube for stuff like Dude Perfect. Like that sort of stuff that like I feel like I could see on the Jimmy Kimmel show mm-hmm. and that that would trickle down and then would show up on YouTube. It's like I don't know what you call that, television YouTube, something like that. Like it's a, too good. A segment on Ellen. <laughs> something yeah. something produced. Yeah, it's it's an, it's it's up produced YouTube basically. Yeah, yeah. Which is I mean, it's good. It's good for those people, but like I I kind of prefer the more for those people. I like the gritty. I like the gritty stuff. The dirty. Well, I mean, that, that's the reason I think most people gravitated towards YouTube, anyways, is because mm-hmm. it was it was unpolished and it seemed like you could do it. Mm-hmm. Well, James um, just showed me. Was it two kids falling down? <laughs> it, was, it was like yeah, two like maybe twelve year old kids skateboarding in their driveway, and then one of them trips and falls. And before that even happens in the video, like five seconds in, a giant annotation pops up with a bunch of text about how 9-11 is, a, is an inside job. Yeah. And I, like, I love that sort of stuff because that makes me laugh just because I'm like, this could be a throwaway account. Like, you can't do this on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I did not expect it. And then, and then it even changes halfway through. And what's, what's the, the line you use? Uh, tell Live Vision. Oh yeah, Tell Live Vision. Yeah, don't, don't believe watch anything. Tell Live Vision. Yeah, anymore. I was just like, dear God. No, it's great. And then at one point, the kid's like, "You want to pee on the rock? <laughs> like, what is yeah, happening?" Yeah. It's like the rock did it, and the kid's like, "Why did nature do this to me?" <laughs> I, I feel like the only thing that's ever come close to that is like Aquatine, mm. where yeah. I, ju- I just oh, it's watch- Adult Swim. It's Adult yeah, Swim. Like, Absolutely. Like where like I just watched the the episode finale or whatever they're gonna call it, which I still don't think it's the actual end. I think they're gonna still make some episodes at oh, some point. Oh, the series point. finale? Yeah, oh. I, I don't know if you saw it. But I like, didn't see it, no. It's, it's a really, it's, like, it's like it. the most Aqua Teen episode they could have done. Yeah. And I love it, because I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen next. I have no idea, like, I'll, I'll just say it, uh, Christopher Lambert is a main character of the oh, episode. Because they, they think about immortality, and then all of a sudden they're like, they're like, look, it's Christopher Lambert, and he's like, it's Lambert? <laughs> I'm from Scotland? Nice. Uh, I, <laughs> I thought he was French. 
He is. That's the joke. Oh, I get it. Because he's a Highlander. <laughs> God, the max level on that thing is so high. Anyway, I bet it is. Anyway, but I, I like I love that sort of content. That it's like it's so rare to find that on TV. Mm. That YouTube kind of represents that, where it's like the sort of random element. Something underground. It's yeah. Creativity, raw creativity. You like, said there was a latter half of the story. And oh I, yeah. You keep interrupting. You. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Uh, first, we have to hear from our friends at DraftKings. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yet another, yet another ad read, so this, this is sponsored. I'm, I'm going a little overboard this episode because it's, it seems topical. <laughs> <clears throat> DraftKings is a week-to-week fantasy football league where you can win real money. Uh, your, <laughs> your season-long fantasy football lineup is locked in and ready for action, but you don't have to wait until week, week 16 to get paid. Uh, put your fantasy skills to the test starting Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site, where you can kick off the season by winning $2 million. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. Reese, you were part of a fantasy draft, weren't you? I am. I, absolutely. We did, uh, what was it, uh, FanDuel last year. But um, yeah. DraftKings, I'm actually really curious because it sounds like there's a lot more money at stake. Yeah. Um, which I'm not necessarily a gambler. However, with fantasy football, I at least know how to play. Mm-hmm. So I would like to try and try and do DraftKings at some point. So. And to me... Uh, it's weird because it's it's kind of this weird mix of gambling but game of skill as well. It is that well, it's like poker. Yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah, like poker. Yeah. There's that random chance that you know you're gonna you're gonna dump everything on one guy and he's gonna be like game day yeah, and his leg is just gonna evaporate. Yep. But uh, it's man, it's great because it really does feel like uh, God. It feels like Pokemon in a way. Yeah, like yeah. you put your money on guys and you're like go go go. Absolutely. See, because they're all numbered and they're all running around and they're not people anymore. They're just little agents to win you money. Exactly. Little roided up dudes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they most certainly are not. I mean, well, maybe. They just deflate, We're not sure. They just deflate balls, apparently. Why is my phone playing music? Weird. <laughs> is that Enya? Uh, something close to it. It was like Matt. a six-hour trance set that I... Anyway. <laughs> this isn't no, no, fan- let it play out. <laughs> this isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SOUP to play for free for a shot at part of $10 million in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Once more, use promo code SOUP for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Uh, the, the promo code will actually save you the sign-up fee, which is 3 bucks. So, free $3! And then you can use that $3 to uh, throw your, your magical football money on a person and win real money. They also have, like, a deposit match, but, like, you'll put in money up to 600 bucks and they'll match it in, like, football points or something. It's mm-hmm. kind of complicated, but it's worth looking into. But anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh... I don't know anything about uh, the seasons of football players. So I can show you. We'll just say, yeah, we'll just. Did you say the seasons of football? The yeah. seasons. I knew what you meant. Who's yeah. the good football man this year? <sighs> the sporting football Who's man. Who's the collegiate? Well, last year, James just picked based on cool names, so I think yeah. I'm going to do that again. Yeah, lost. What yeah, was lost. that guy's name? <laughs> Frederick Gore? There's a new, ga- there's yeah. a new guy uh, named Booby Dixon. <laughs> yes! Not a joke. Not a joke. Shit. That's a real guy. He can have all my money. Is he a lineman? That seems like a lineman's name. No, I think he's a wide receiver. <sighs> well, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to bet on him. Anymore. He's a man that catches balls, just so you're aware. I'm pretty sure linemen aren't allowed to have names. <laughs> they just have numbers. Football. Like you mean that's like Refrigerator a, Perry? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> refrigerator Perry. They're just they're just numbers. The name of a guy that played football. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, heart attack. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to be here next year. He tossed so. me a jersey once. It's pretty cool. The fridge? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> what did it smell like? Was it his corpse or? It smelled like um, fucking. That would smell like Dinah's diner. Yeah, yeah it smelled like it smelled like a really Chicken disgusting grease. like <laughs> microwave sandwich. Oh, so the uh, I guess the other half of this story, this is another thing that's been in the headlines lately, is uh, three black dot uh, was kind of kind of implicated in something similar. So this is really fascinating. This is this is kind of a as far as I'm concerned, this is the first time something like this has happened. Um, a bunch of a bunch of YouTubers kind of went in um, on a, a new venture capital thing. They decided to make an entertainment publishing company. So this is uh, Adam Montoya, CNNers, Evan Fong, which is Van Oss Gaming, and Tom Cassell, which is the Syndicate Project. Um, they are all uh, co-investors in Three Black Dot, which is a game publishing company. And uh, they published a game in conjunction with a game developer from South Korea called Dead Realm, mm-hmm. which is actually really fun. We played it. We, we played, played it. it. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's our genuine opinion. They didn't pay us to say that. Nope. But uh, each of those respective YouTubers, uh, CNNers, Vanoss Gaming, and Syndicate Project, all, all also made videos about the game that went up on their channel. Uh, and these videos showed them having fun with the game, because it's actually a pretty fun game. Um, you know, playing it, joking, basically making identical YouTube media to other games that they play uh, that they are not investors in. Uh, and in Gamasutra, Gamasutra, not sure exactly how you pronounce that, but 
um, they said that, or basically they were the ones that kind of did their whistleblowing on it. Said that, wait a minute, all these guys are investors in this game, have a, ma that was kind of cool, have a material connection to how this game performs, and none of these videos have, <laughs> that's it, <laughs> have an associated disclosure about that. So, um, essentially, you could say that, you know, they have a monetary tie to this game, and they made a video promoting it, showing, showing them as personalities having fun with it, ostensibly giving their honest opinion with it, um, without divulging that they have a monetary connection to it. Um, and then 3BlackDot put out a response that isn't great. What is that? <clears throat> so here's the quote. It essentially, the response essentially claims that everyone, any respective viewer of any of these videos would have known about that connection, therefore a disclosure wasn't necessary. Uh, it's quote, through a dizzying number of tweets, posts, uh, <clears throat> videos, and appearances since, Adam, Evan, and Tom have shared with their community of millions the excitement of being involved in their own company, developing their own video games, and creating fun original content. Right. So it's not exactly in legalese, but it's essentially saying that the disclosure was not necessary since this association was so well known, um, which, by the way, does not work. Um, by FTC guidelines, that is, that is not something you can claim, mm. ever. Right. Uh, because the idea you're is that... You're making assumptions. Well, yeah, you're making assumptions also, like, all you have to do is look at the the engagement that one potential viewer would have with one of those videos and nowhere in that span of like searching for something, clicking on a video, watching the video and then leaving YouTube mm -hmm. would that viewer ever have a clear and conspicuous disclosure of that association. So what you have here is potentially a another violation of FTC disclosure guidelines. Um, and as the case with Machinima, if anything happens, it'll probably take a year and a half to two years to for us to see anything about that. Um, but yeah, yeah that's I, I guess that's sort of the tough thing because like the FCC guidelines are still, as far as I know, fairly new. Yeah, they're getting and, drawn up, right and they're now. and they're a little vague. Yeah. So it is the sort of thing where it's like, I I, I get a, I get a little frustrated here because it's sort of like, at what point do like do I need to keep screaming over and over that like, yes, I'm involved with this thing and I'm making this thing. Like I get it. Like I imagine that gets old. Where I, I think it's kind of cool that YouTubers are now getting into game development or at least like funding games or something mm -hmm. like that. I know uh, Captain Sparkles is doing that and a few other guys and like that's kind of cool because these are like Dead Realms an interesting idea of like taking an idea from like a Gmod thing like the hidden and then making it your own thing and then promoting it like it's kind of it's all like I said it's the Wild West. This is all new business ventures and it's it's cool and it's interesting but like so do they have to disclose it every time they put up a video? Like I, yeah. I guess. Yes, they but do. Th th see that's the thing that's the FTC thing like Well, the FTC says that pretty specifically. Okay. There there are like FAQs and and guidelines where they they will basically walk through potential scenarios. Uh, mm -hmm. They have they have like a whole a whole FAQ like I'm a blogger and I like I, guess, I paid I guess for this. Do I guess I have at that point it? you need to just make like a new channel <clears throat> or something like that. Hmm. Um, uh, maybe you would still I, I just to put I'm, it in every video. I'm just trying to think like if Elon Musk had a channel and he kept talking about Tesla and being like Teslas are great and people <laughs> were like this guy needs to disclose that he works for Tesla. It's like. He of course he what like well, yes. Well, what if I mean, you had, if you had a lower that's third? his only thing. Elon yeah. Musk is the executive for Tesla. I well, think that's the major we'll difference there, space, right? SpaceX. Yeah. As I know, well. but like, like it could like, also be the thing where like if he's on screen, you put up a lower third saying you know su supreme president of Tesla. I I follow him on Twitter <laughs> and. Basically, he only talks about Tesla and now the Hyperloop. Right. Like, those are the only things he talks about. What about SpaceX? What about SpaceX? Yeah, he does talk about Jesus SpaceX. Jesus Christ. But, but it's like... Elon Musk! SpaceX fans in here. But, but it's just like, these are, these are the things he's associated with, mm -hmm. whereas, you know, someone like CNN or... Yeah, but I'm saying like, like... Plays a bunch of different games. I guess, I guess I never heard of Elon Musk and I saw him on Twitter and he's talking about Tesla. I'm like, this guy needs to disclose that he is getting, he's making money off of this thing. Well, hmm. but if you click on his profile, it, it says... It says literally his role. I, I guess that, the that's sort of where I'm getting is like, is there a way to do a blanket right, like, right. Yep. I am a co-creator no, or there co is not. yeah. See that. So that's the answer that's, is no. Yeah, that's where it gets a little frustrating well, and repetitive. The, the problem is also it's okay. So, <laughs> and this is also part of FTC. You know how when you look on Twitter and people's bio say my opinions are my own. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what that's for. So if you work for a company and uh, you're tweeting all this stuff, like. I mean, if, if, yes, you could say that, like, we were, if we were employees of Machinima and we tweeted out a video on the Machinima network, do we need to disclose that we work for Machinima every time? Um, the answer is no, unless there's a specific agreement that we'll get paid more for tweeting that one particular thing from Machinima. Then the answer is yes. Uh, the, the question is really, like, does the material connection have a potential to influence the content of what's being said? 
And if the answer is yes, then you have to disclose it. Is it, is it, it seems like, is it a frustratingly uh, finicky and fragile uh, process? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. when it's your when it's your livelihood, when it's it's your primary money making process, I mean you got to be careful. You got to file your taxes too. Mm -hmm. Those are meticulous and shitty. Nah, those are overrated. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, man. I'm I'm still waiting for like YouTubers to go to jail because they didn't know they had to pay taxes. That's something I'm surprised hasn't happened yet, to be honest. Yeah. Well, also like how internationally, like oh yeah, there's YouTubers all over the world, like. Getting money from, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to think that it's like a bunch of monetary sources going all over the world to a bunch of people that all they had to do was basically kind of fill out mm -hmm. a form. One thing. Well, yeah. We, so here's the thing. We, we know these guys well, and we've known them for a very long time. I know personally that Cnetters is a very, very smart man. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure at this point, like, you know, these guys. They're generally just smart people, and like Adam said, FTC is still establishing these rules. So now that they know them, I'm sure that they will be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course." You know, like it's yeah. kind of one of those things that, and like, how far do you deep dive into them to find out? Oh, they actually are investors in Three Black Dot and Dead Realm. It's it's one of those questions that you have to start asking yourself it's again. Like I said before, when you're watching YouTube, you just gotta be like, "Hmm, I wonder why they are playing this game." You know? It's it's tough too because like Cena enters is Cena enters every single day. And he yeah. he's like, like what are they talking about? I've done ten videos where I mention it specifically. Yeah. Like I yeah. mentioned my role within this exactly. company, and I said, <clears throat> oh, I'm excited for this game that I'm working on to come out. Yep. Like mm -hmm. I've done ten videos, which for him is like a, a ton of workload. He's yeah. put a lot of time into this. Yeah. But the 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 FTC basically is like, but what nah. if someone comes from? They just click in. From they just a see that video. one. Like right. and it's so it's that weird battling of. Your own perception, like there's a lot of stuff we do all the time. Like we, like we put a lot of effort into this, and we think about it a lot, and then it comes out, but it's ultimately just a 12-minute thing that someone might find on the internet. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, it's tough. It's, it's I, I guess weird... uh, my, my difference is like I I can see where it's a one-off, where um, a movie or something like that, like Star Wars comes to us, yeah, bloody right. Uh, they're gonna come to us and be like, "Here's five thousand dollars to tweet. Go see Star Wars." And you're oh, like, sure. and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" And that's great, but like, it's different. I think if you're an investor or something like, it's like a long-term project. Hmm. If I was a producer on Star Wars, but I still worked for Rooster Teeth, would I have to every time be like, uh, hashtag ad? Um, oh, by the way, I, I was a producer on this thing. It, the question is it, again, if there's if there's a material connection between the subject you're tweeting about and yeah. you as a person, then yes. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if that factors into like salary. Um, but if, if part of your job is tweeting out about that stuff, then yes. But I mean, if you're just doing it out, out of your own volition because you work there and you want it to succeed, then no, mm -hmm. because you're not going to get paid more for yeah. it. But if you're, if you're an investor in Star Wars and nobody knows that and it's not in your Twitter bio or anything like that, mm -hmm. and then you keep tweeting about how great Star Wars is, sure. then yes, because you stand to make dividends off of it. That's, that's genuinely the hardest part, I think, is when there's something that you, you like. Yeah, but you like, also get I paid mean, because like, so there was a time where Marvel Puzzle Quest sponsored our podcast. Yeah. But by that point, I had already tweeted about Marvel Puzzle Quest yeah. 50 times because I have been playing the game for a really long time and enjoy it. So what is that? Like, obviously, that's a different scenario because I'm not getting paid anymore if Mar Marvel Puzzle Quest sponsors Well, personally, you're not getting paid. I'm not personally yeah. getting paid anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, well, do I have... If I... If that... In that week, I say something about Marvel Puzzle Quest, does so that mean I have to hashtag an ad? <laughs> you know, like, say, if I was... If, if it was a scenario where I was financially gaining from it, and I was uh, very vocal about how much I enjoyed Marvel Puzzle Quest. They approached me and they say, like, we want you to promote Marvel Puzzle Quest. Yes, you'd have and I was to like, Absolutely. You'd have to hashtag ad. I'd have to mm -hmm. hashtag ad because there was something that changed in my yeah. relationship with Marvel Puzzle That's Quest, correct. you know? Well, it would be the sponsorship that was causing the content to be made. But then it would be then it would be the kind of thing where on that contract or whatever, whatever they say to me, by the way, if Marvel Puzzle Quest wants to come to me. Yeah. <laughs> We're listening. Um, but uh they would say for this period to this period, or these number of tweets. So that way, afterwards, when I just go back to my no, 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 I'm oh, saying okay. like when it, when the deal is in place, they would have to say we want you to do five tweets promoting Marvel Puzzle Quest. That sixth tweet, no, no matter if all of them were genuine, that sixth tweet should be okay 
because they paid for five or they paid for two weeks or they paid for whatever. Well, so like the, afterwards, I can go back right. to my normal relationship of just liking the game. Well, you can, and that's what the contract says. Yeah. So basically, if you fulfill the contract and the FTC then can go in and look for your contract and be like, okay, you tweeted five times, hashtag ad five times. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. And you're covered. Uh, and that's, and that's again, this is one of those things with like CNNers. I don't know if they... I, I don't know if anybody ever went to them and said, "Hey, if you guys tweet about Dead Realm, make sure you hashtag it at." Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't think anybody ever said that to them because I don't think anybody knew. Well, yeah, it's also know? that's the thing. It's like it's not really, it's not really, it's not, an ad. not really an ad. That's what I mean. Yeah, that, that's, that's tough. It's, it's such a, a really, weird thing. It's a weird, but that's the whole thing. It's all new. Yeah. And like, like I said, I'm, I'm. It's new and it's old. It's the same. It's it's new to YouTube and yeah. these yeah. personalities. It's, it's new to these it's, guys. It's old business. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, like I said, I, th I think it's cool that people can fund their own like passion projects and have their name on it. Because uh, then, you know, it stands on its own. I'm like, I, I dig that. I think that's that's sort of, I'm glad that's where it's going, that people are branching out from just playing games to now actually being producers games. on games. And that, that kind of goes back to, like, uh, James' whole thing with, like, Marvel Puzzle Quest and other things. Like, we're very fortunate that a lot of the sponsors we get, if not most of them, uh, if not all, like, are things that we genuinely like. Like, we usually vet them in some way. We're we, like, we try and do that on purpose, by yeah. the way. Well, yeah. Well, like, we had, we had Pizza Hut, and we're like, yeah, who doesn't fucking love Pizza Hut? Like, it's... I eat the shit out of that pizza. Yeah, exactly. And it was really good. Yeah, so, like, we, we usually get to choose uh, a lot of times. So, it's, like, it's pretty cool. Or, like, we actually go after sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah. So, that's actually kind of cool that we live in that day and age where it's, like, it's different, like, in, if you watch, like, old uh, talk shows or, like, uh, variety shows, they, they didn't have commercial breaks, so the host would just stop. Right. And he would be like, Smuckers, Smuckers is great. Yeah. Smuckers, you can beat your wife with it. And it's like, he, he, has to, he, he has to read that. He's like, he's like, I don't feel this way, but they said it. I have no choice here. I'm sorry. Well, the interesting thing about that, though, is that they're the middleman there. They're yeah. probably not getting paid any extra to do it. No. And so that's, that, there lies the catch. That's what Lawrence keeps trying to like bring up, is that like, if you're getting paid extra from mm -hmm. that one thing, if you personally, like right now, if, James, if Marvel Puzzle Quest sponsored this podcast, James would not get any extra money. It would just be, he would still be right. just getting a salary from Rooster Teeth. Yeah. Um, and that's the, therein lies the difference, is that if you're making money personally off those things, then you have to disclose it. Well, know? it makes us look good, because, like, we're, you know, we're a profitable wing of Rooster Teeth. Like, that's what we want to be. Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's like, we, we don't want to lose money, because then mm -hmm. we don't have jobs. Right. Yeah. Like, it's pretty simple math. I don't know if anyone's figured <laughs> that out yet. Well, I, th I mean, I think there are a lot of people on YouTube, uh, like, meaning, like, you know, 18-year-olds and younger, that are figuring those things out now. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think YouTube is sort of a, is an, a newer frontier that doesn't know about these FTC regulations because there are a lot of younger people on there that don't really know about business and don't know like what you said about how if we don't do a sponsorship, we'll lose our job. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's that just sort of the, that's the bottom line. That's the way a job works. Uh, but they don't know that yet. Um, so YouTube is sort of an interesting, like a fertile ground for that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. We like fertile ground. I mean, people, we still, we get tweets personally that are like, Hey, if I watch this ad or if I click on like mm -hmm. the yeah. overlay ad, yeah. do you guys make any money? And we're like, we don't. Like, we yeah. personally don't make yeah. money doing that. Makes like, fun how they, they don't know the relationship yeah. between like business and YouTube and like a bunch of stuff. So like, there's there's young people still figuring it out too. Yeah, I mean, the theoretic idea is that if if there is direct revenue tied to what we make then Rooster Teeth will be more motivated to increase our personal salaries and also our production budgets. But we can't guarantee anything like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. It's not, our, not <laughs> so, our call. No, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, we want to make content that you guys want to watch and be able to keep doing that. Right. That's, yeah. that's really all my goals is just, like, to have a fun job. Yeah. That's it. And I, I can do every day. And I know, I know that this stuff sarcasm. is, like, uh, it's good drama bait. Like, everybody loves a good story. Everybody's like, ooh, somebody messed up type stuff. But I wonder if... This kind of these kinds of stories are disillusioning anyone to the you know the YouTube dream because like Bruce was saying uh, the early days of YouTube it seemed it seemed so approachable and to an extent it still is. I just oh. want to upload clips of Frozen and get paid for it. Why is that so hard? <laughs> get on the right MCN. And I know. It could I'm, be easy for you. I keep trying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that, so that's the interesting thing is that you know it 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 takes effort to make something look effortless. So. All the YouTube media where it's somebody just like enthusiastically blogging and potentially earning shitloads of money and like going on mall tours or whatever. It seems it mall seems tour. easy. We're gonna go what on a mall tours. Is this soon. Tiffany? Basically. <laughs> well, what is it? Girls Night In or whatever? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing, man. Yeah, that's, that's uh, dude soup live. 
<laughs> yeah, that's basically what we're doing. Yeah. We're uh, not making any extra money for that, by the way. Nope. Just so everybody's aware. Again, all going to... Yeah, we would disclose. We would have to if yeah. uh, if if revenues from those shows were going directly to us. They're not. But they're not. So, uh, <laughs> But the good news about that is that means also means the content of the show will not change to try and attract yeah. viewers or that's whatever. True. Even though we'd like people to come, you know, it's it's not like we're personally motivated to get to get butts in the door. Because uh, that's the part we care so basically about. Basically, I'm going to show my butt. I, I was like, going to say, I think that that kind of just fuels my ego a little bit of like, look what we did. Mm -hmm. Good job. And then I sleep a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not know. too much. I don't I don't know. Know. What does that mean? Like yeah. two hours a night? I woke up at three this morning. It was yeah. bad. It was really hot. Is that good? Night, by oh. the way. It was really so hot. we get a fan, baby. I have two fans on me and a window open. It sucks. Elise did me a huge favor and she used her blow dryer. To blow in the back of a fan because then it gets out a, a lot of oh, like the, the good call the gook and stuff that oh, like causes the, the fan yeah, the, the fan the lint yeah yeah wow it, it really it's amazing how much it ruins the worth of a fan huh. by just having a little bit of lint back there what that's a, why you got to clean out your heat sinks man. ladies and gentlemen smart Elise you yeah, should marry a, that woman. Smart woman I will okay someday yeah. so yeah Labor Day weekend you guys do anything cool yes I went to a luau. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, Lawrence. Lawrence threw that Lou. Lawrence, yeah, threw it was sort of. Awesome Lou. Hashtag ad. I spent the nope. remainder of the weekend going, man, that was a good Lou. Al. <laughs> I know you, you, you and Stephanie both put in a lot of effort to that, but boy, was it worth it. Yeah, good. I had a great time. How was the pineapple? I'm glad. There was a lot of pineapple. Which there was, pineapple? There was, there was way too much pineapple. pineapple. Oh, that sounds good. Rum-soaked pineapple. Rum-soaked pineapple? Yeah, Rum-soaked right. pineapple. There was bean and pineapple there. dip. There was, that yeah. Awesome. What'd was, you call it? You made a boozy smoothie? That was awesome. Oh, yeah. There was, that, well, that was, there was technically spiked spa there was water. A cheese, there was a cheese spread shaped like a pineapple. Yep. It was a cheese log with little little walnuts. By the time by the time Joel and Phil showed up, that was gone. Oh, man. We'd ruined it. Like... Well, James and I both brought our appetites, yeah. and we were just like, where's the food? Yeah. <laughs> we're just Can like, we start eating? Yeah, yeah. who else is coming? Is <laughs> this everyone? There's this cheese log in the shape of a pineapple. By the time anyone got there, it looked like a disfigured Pac-Man. I, 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 I made a point of telling people that arrived afterwards, I was like, that used to look like a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. And then we watched uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yes. We watched Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Which was magical. And, uh, and, what was, and yeah, Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Oh, that's but right. For some, so for some reason, we watched Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And we had the volume up on the big TV, and we all huddled around it and watched basically all the moments. Well, also, raptured. Lawrence's living room's a little... Uh, awesome. Unorthodox. Badass. <laughs> uh, he has two TVs yep. in side one room. Side by side. Yeah, mm -hmm. with two Xboxes and also two, there. Two identical entertainment centers. Yeah, you would think, like, there were two people there who are missing parts of, of their face, and they can't see the other side of the room, and they just assume no one's there. Mm -hmm. And so they created their own separate living rooms, but no, they're are for two different people. It's the modern living room. It's pretty solid. That's a good uh, idea, actually. But yeah, so we yeah. watched Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which Adam had seen, I've seen about a dozen times now at this point. Lawrence hadn't seen it. No, somehow I hadn't seen it. But oh, one of my favorite crazy. things to do, and you guys can tell me if this is a... Uh, if you guys hate this, is to provide director's commentary. No, it was it was very much appreciated. Insightful commentary because that movie has layers, and I, I like to peel them back. What? Well, that's can a, you say that one more time? Joel's Joel trying to say smart things. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you, you basically Joel showed up about halfway through, and then immediately after there was a sex scene. Like, oh yeah, like Joel sat down, and then it was just like boobs, and then people no <laughs> sex scene. Yeah, no, that's the one where the, the lady like drapes herself on his kneecaps, and then he's just like yelling. Ooh, he does this. Ay, ah, ah, you, ah. Yeah, it's like what, what? How high up does her vagina go? Well, James kept describing it as like this is what happens if you had a thirteen year old write a sex scene. Yeah, and, yeah. Like gave gave him a pixie stick it's and a like Mountain Dew. Naked like, people kissing. Yeah, rubbing on touching, each other. That's but what, also like not actually like groping. I used like, to think no, sex was that when I was like ten. Yeah, yeah that's what naked I think. People Just two that's, people that's what that movie laying is. on each other. Yeah. Like, There's sex. Yep. That's um, the sex right there. He pees in her and then she has a baby. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> good job, man. <laughs> so that's what we did, and then afterwards we put on Blue Hawaii. But we went back to socializing. A lot of people went back to socializing. Yeah. So the volume was down on Blue Hawaii. And didn't really need volume. But we had and music then, playing on another Adam, TV. Adam, Joel, and I sat, didn't socialize with anyone but each other, <laughs> sat there and watched it and tried to figure out the plot with no volume. Yeah. It was a perfect party. It was pretty. It was a pretty great party. Well, Joel does a pretty good Elvis too, but like he like does. like comic Elvis. All did good good Elvis. So and like yeah, it was really hard to follow because like at one point Elvis. he was with a with a woman and then he like he's with a bunch of other women and yeah, it was 
It was a part at the beginning where like weird movie. He's with his broad and she like who cares about her and they're like splashing and having fun And then this this like rowboat of dudes rolls up sure. and Hey dudes. dudes and he's yeah. like whoa bros and He then basically he like, just, pushes her in the ocean. Yeah. He gets in the boat. They go ashore She's still drowning yeah. and they're just like jamming out on the beach being awesome And he's being Elvis and yeah. she's like I'm dying. And He's like whatever. I've got a guitar <laughs> And then we Joel assume goes, Joel goes, did you know on the set of most of these movies, they didn't have any music, they just had a metronome that would play the beat and then people would pretend that the music was there. And that was all I could think about <laughs> for the rest of the movie. Well, you were you were hearing what they were hearing, basically, which is nothing. Yeah. Like being part of the movie, James. Kind of. But apparently, um, as you guys deduced, the plot was Elvis is a, a lovable slacker who finds a way to maintain being a lovable slacker. Yes. So essentially nothing happens in the two and a half hours of runtime. It's 1961 yeah. and Angela Lansbury looks old as hell. Yeah, already old. That's Even though she was what? 36. Ten, yeah. ten years older than ten years older than Elvis was. In that yeah, movie. I mean, I feel like those sorts of people win the lottery of life. Like Steve Martin, he's been old forever. So at no point does anyone ever go, man, Steve Martin looks old. Mm -hmm. Like Chevy Chase went from uh -oh. really good looking dude to maybe roll, I don't know. Maybe those guys were supposed to break it and you killed there's them too arrow. fast. Oh, Follow no. the arrow on the map. Well, it just yeah, goes up. It just goes to this dead end here. Uh, maybe there's a secret. Is there a portal up there? It says find a way through the portal. Oops, eh, just restart it. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. We, and then, uh, we spent the... a lot of time analyzing the physiques of men back then who yeah. weren't that jacked. No. We could have been <laughs> super jacked if we went back in time. We would have been super jacked by comparison. Jack technology's uh, come a and long then, way. And then Lawrence, uh, Maybe you had left, James, but uh, oh, you whipped yeah. out this Blu-ray that was oh, nothing but grind, I, Grindhouse. I, I saw uh, the first 15 minutes and then had to leave. And that I got nothing to do with Lou. That thing was magic. Yeah. It, it was just uh, Grindhouse-style trailers that I assumed were fake until... Uh, They're too good. Was it Lazenby shows up? And I was like, he, wow, he's actually in a movie. I, I'm going to be cosplaying as Agro Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Agro Man yeah, is The great. Amazing Superman? Yeah. Well, was, it's crazy because the Le Lazenby movie, like... He only has one line in the trailer, and it's like, I've never met a Chinaman that didn't have a yellow streak. Yeah, right. Like, oh, yeah. He says it with this smarmiest smirk towards the camera, like, it's the best joke ever told. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh. Uh, but that, that thing was amazing. You said he got it, like, at a, a vending machine at the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. It's like, yes, so I need this. They did, yeah, they did, uh, they did Miami Connection, and then Trailer War was their, like, second original production. So... Please keep doing that stuff. Man, it was super cool. Yeah. So yeah, essentially, uh, they, they found, like Adam was saying, all these shitty old trailers from the 50s and through 70s, and restored them all and just crammed them all on, on a Blu-ray together. And they're so- They look great. Yeah, they look amazing and they're so bad, you swear that they were like made to be funny now. Well, it's funny because every one of those trailers you could see it was based on the yeah. popularity of another movie. You're like, of something. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is based on Bruce Lee, or this is based on, uh, I don't know- Ultraman. Not Ultraman, yeah. <laughs> Ultraman, uh, like shitty hard-boiled detective things. A lot of a lot of kung fu movies. Yeah, but it, you know, with like force a, a fraction of the budget, followed by Force Five. Oh man, <laughs> uh, a lot of weird ninja stuff. It was great. So yeah, highly recommend that if you can find it. I don't know where it is. Uh, we, buy it we, online. we also need to do a. Uh, we tried it at SGC, but an everything is terrible party. Ooh yeah, those oh, yeah, get weird. weird. Uh, I mean, that was a pretty successful. Like we didn't, tr we tried and succeeded. Yeah, I think <laughs> everything is terrible. I, I remember putting on, I because I love putting that on at a, at a party because it's transfixing. Like you can't look away. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I remember during one of the movies, there's this part where like, they took a clip from this instructional, like group therapy class where all these old women are like learning to be in touch with their vaginas. <laughs> And there's like the instructor sitting up there with her legs apart. She's like rubbing her junk and then says, now smell it. Oh. <laughs> smells like, like chili in, powder. I'd like to be in touch with their vaginas. But then, and then no. there's this other part where they're talking about how to massage a cat's anal glands. Hashtag so ad. it's got this lady like, like clawing a cat down to the ground and shoving this like long Q-tip in its butt. Oh my gosh. And it's making the weirdest sounds. Like what? So yeah, that was our Labor Day. Uh, what did you guys do? Leave, let us know in the, the comment. I just want to hear a different story. <laughs> <laughs> like, please move on. The audience. That got really. What up. did you guys do? I just played a shitload of Phantom Pain. I'm Damn, like, I'm jealous. like 36 hours into that, but Fuck. that, oh, that number is skewed because I just, keep, I just keep, no, no, I just keep the game on. Oh yeah. Oh, your face development. Adam yeah. And I played a little bit of Smite with John Risinger, and then Adam goes, I have another desktop running, and it has Phantom Pain on it right now. <laughs> like, sounds like a fun game. There, there are like it, it's like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood where you can like send your guys out to go like fight in the world and you can like level them up, but it's all it's basically a mobile simulator. Dear God, you fuck that guy up. 
Imagine um, if they had a mobile app where you could manage all that. They stuff. do, oh. and it only works for consoles. It doesn't oh. work for PC yet, and I don't. I don't think you can do that. That's. It's only like your uh, your iDroid. Oh. So it's just your little map, which is like a cool idea. Like it'd be nice to have a little tablet open, and because they don't do a mini map, which is odd. But um, or you can, but it's yeah, you can, but you're still holding it, and you're like, I don't know. oh, you are, oh, okay. I think so. Maybe I did it wrong. I don't know. I Either didn't way, try. Yeah, I, I play it stealthy. I, I try to. Yeah. Uh, that, game, that game's a lot of fun when you play it stealth. Yeah, it I is. highly recommend it. I went back to do the hard level, just so you're aware. I saw that. Yes, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't give you more no, it gems. It, it gave me a few more XP, but yeah. like yeah. the drop is still a We noticed you killed the boss in one hit. <laughs> What's yeah. wrong with you? I went to the LA County, LA County Fair, mm -hmm. which was a fair. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, there were Pomona? Yeah. It's one of the worst fairs I've ever been to. It, it was a fair. Been there a lot of times. When did you go? Uh, I've been there like several times. Several times over several years. I used to. I worked it for K Rock a bunch of times. Nice. I also went there for fun. Uh -huh. uh, never liked it. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. It's well, you know, <laughs> just something about the uh, fair. There's hashtag a lot. ad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of folk there. Yep, there are a lot of folk. A lot of people in scooters. True. That uh -huh. probably should still be able to walk. But Did you have something deep fried there? You must have. That's the best part of the fair. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, so I had a, a deep fried pecan pie. Nice. I uh, had. Just doesn't need to be deep fried. I, I had pickle chips, which I got just because I like pickle, pickle chips. Chips are good though. I got uh, <laughs> frosted flakes battered fried chicken. Good. Um, they had fried lobster, but I didn't get that because I was already full. Did you get a deep fried uh, Snickers bar? No. Or deep fried Coke syrup? Did you try that? Ugh. Dear God. No. But how do you deep fry Coke syrup? Don't ask questions. Just oh, eat it. I'm get. I would guess they just probably put Coke I syrup. Want in to get fatter. Basically. Yeah. They just put coke syrup in batter. It's basically for a bunch of people in scooters and other people who want to be. <laughs> Life's too long. I want to end it now. But What's they had rush? one of the DeLoreans from Back to the Future Part Two. Whoa! Wow. Only one. That's their celebrity guest. <laughs> basically, <laughs> me, me, me. I, I lost you. It's DeLorean. Oh, that's, I mean, that's kind of cool, I guess. Whatever. Sure. Did it I say out of time on the license plate? It did. Whoa! It, it was the real thing. Have a heart attack next week. How much did you pay to get into the fair, Lawrence? Uh. $40. Oh! I had to buy two the, tickets. That's the worst part. And then so when, $15 for parking. And, then, and did you also have to pay for rides? Uh, no, I didn't go on any rides. There you go. I just nice. walked around, Good looked job. at all the people and things, and... Mm -hmm. I, oh! They, you know, they had the, uh... Oh, here's, here's what the beautiful students of our fair county have made. Okay. Like, going through and, uh, all the interesting art that, you know, the dumb old kids have made. Did you use air quotes when you said that? You yeah, did. I did, you actually. Did. Okay. Uh... Absolutely. But there was a, there was a sonic spoon. Tweeted that out. That was pretty cool. What is that, dude? A sonic spoon? Yeah, there was like a whole art project where they had to make like people out of spoons. I don't know, man. They just had giant wooden spoons and they would draw faces well, on that's them. That's why they're students and they don't have jobs. Yeah. What are you talking about? I don't know either, man. There was like a photography, a lot of a lot of like depressed looking chubby little teenagers. Like it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's good it to go and like. Fun. Was it forty dollars worth? Connect with the people. Because Bruce again. would go for free. Bruce actually got paid to go. I got paid to go and I still Hashtag hated it. it. I still hated it. What um, did you do? Did you just like sit at a booth and try to get people to listen to your radio station? Well, I mean, like we would do that, but then also they would let us walk around the Pomona County Fair. So like, I would walk around for free. To like, and also I would get into the rides for free because they knew I worked huh. for K Rock. Sweet. It still sucked. <laughs> did you just have this expression glued to your face? Pretty much. I mean, like, it was more of like the, it was more of disgust because I had to be there for six hours. So after the first hour of being at the fair, it sucks. Uh, you're done. Like, you've been through the fair and it's too crowded and hot. Also, it must have been really fucking hot there. It was pretty hot, yeah. How uh, hot was it? This, uh, like, upper 90s, yeah, I think. like, Pomona gets I fucking look. hot. I'm used to going to the Texas State Fair, so all that shit is like, oh, yeah, yeah. go to the arrow, man. Yeah, the giant yellow thing. Sorry. That's okay. It's really difficult sometimes. There you go. Oh, yeah, chess. You get distracted by things. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm so listening to this wonderful story about how Bruce hates things. Don't, that well, don't go to the pay fair. For. Just, I mean, the bottom line is don't go to the fair. I went and I loved it. So fairs, it's interesting because fairs have a have a limit, right? If it's a if it's a small fair that just pops up in a park near where you live, go to that fair. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's going to be awesome. It might be a little overpriced for everything, but it's just a fair that just magically appeared in your park and it's going to be gone tomorrow. Mm. It's, it's awesome. You also might die on a ride, though. But if you have to get in a car... You have to drive for more than, I'm going to say, 25 minutes to reach any sort of fair. Do not go to that fair. Because yeah. it's going to be terrible. Stop chasing that high. Yeah. Well, the fair high. <laughs> we only, so we only went because it was also next to this. I'm trying to think of how to describe this. Oh. So, I like this. In anime, there's always a hot springs, right? And it's always built into a mountain. Yeah. And there's all these like little private hot springs booths. Yeah. Imagine somebody recreated that, but with like little wooden huts. 
and hot tubs that they installed into a mountain because Ooh. there's no actual hot springs. Oh, there. so you went to the hot springs? Yeah, yeah. That sounds Ish. nice. I mean, it's a, just a bunch of hot tubs that are kind of crammed into the side of this mountain. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. That's uh, pretty cool. That's was, at the fair? No, it was near the fair. Absolutely oh. not. I was like, what, wow. are you crazy? Yeah, that sounds like that a little cool too. That cool shit doesn't exist there's at the a, fair. There's sounds an a little too classy. Sailor Moon where uh, yeah. where Serena goes with her family. She gets laid, doesn't she? Uh, and so obviously I watched the American version because they said Serena as opposed to Usagi. Yeah, I was gonna say because I only wow. watched the Japanese version, so I don't I haven't seen that episode. Yeah. Such subtle racism. Uh, her name is Rabbit because she has bunny ears. Yeah, because she has bunny ears. Uh, I finished season two of Penny Dreadfuls, Ooh, a show yeah. that everyone should be watching. All right, I'm gonna start watching. It's it's not it's it, how actually, do I how do I watch the show? Uh, yeah, that's have, the problem. You have to have like a Hulu subscription. I guess. Oh, do you do? Yeah. I, I do have a Hold Hulu. Hold on, sub- um, but then I think you need Showtime. Ah, uh, yeah, it's that's a, a lot of show. steps. Um, but can it's I, can I borrow your login? Yes, maybe. Okay. Um. But uh, dreadful party. it's Brad. it's pretty it's a pretty happening. solid show. If we're just talking about distractions from this weekend, uh, it's a pretty solid show, man. Josh uh, Hartthrobs on that. Josh right? Hartthrobs on it. I've Probably always, the best role he's ever had I've in his whole career. He's a great liked, actor. I've always liked Josh Hartnett. I, I, I know, him, but man. they always give him like these like really boring, really right, boring yeah. guys, and this is probably the best role he's ever had. Wait, what about Hollywood Homicide? <sighs> Which is what I remember seeing that in theaters and going, "What did I just watch?" <laughs> you saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did you ever do that? I don't know. Unemployed. I don't know. Well, I mean, I saw it before it was commonly known to be a horrible, oh, horrible thing. I knew thing. right away. I, I read all the reviews and they were garbage. But, uh, but yeah, so he's in it. Um, what's her face? From uh, Eva, Eva, Eva Green. Eva Green's yeah. in it. She's super hot. Oh she's super gosh. hot. Oh, she's, she's crying in every single scene she's in. But, hey, <laughs> does that, does that make her hotter or less hot? Um, what do you think? And, and <laughs> if you, it's basically League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But good. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it's 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 genuinely good. It's very slow, but by the end, it kind of reminds me of how in Game of Thrones there'll be you know what like ten episodes, right? And like three of them will have lots of dialogue sequences, but then at the end you're like, wow, they managed to get through a lot. How did they get through so much? Like in just like five dialogue sequences. Okay. Right. But those are like maybe three of the episodes. Every single episode of Penny Dreadfuls is just like really long dialogue sequences, but by the end of the episode, you're like, oh my god, they pushed so many things forward. Cool. It's really good. Cool. I, I definitely recommend it. So, I've been wanting to watch it ever since I saw the cool billboard. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and yet, I still haven't. That was like a Dalton year ago. Dalton still got it, by the way. I watched the first episode Dalton. on a plane. Oh, Timothy that? Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Oh, oh yeah, he's in it. That's right. Cool. Well, he's always had it. And like Hot Fuzz. No, but he's like, he's like... 70 something years old, I really? think. Really? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I think he's really like 70 something years old, but you'd never know. Like, he would beat any of us in a fight Jesus. immediately. What about uh, him? Oh, absolutely. Are you sure about that? Absolutely. Because he, he could beat up Ben Affleck. He wouldn't be afraid to rear naked choke. That's true. He's wily. I finally uh, finished Spy Who Loved Me. God, that movie's dumb. Yes, I love it. it. Everything, everything's turning out great. Life is good. You're getting, you're getting through all the James Bonds. Huh? Um, other old English men who still look good. Um, Patrick Stewart and Blunt Talk is good. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Highly, it, it's, on, it's on Stars as a Seth MacFarlane pretty show. the one where he's gay? No, no, no like far a, from it. He's like a wild news anchor type oh, guy, yeah. like a Bill O'Reilly type. Mm-hmm. And he's just—it's like him having the worst day of his life. I've only—I only watched the first episode last night. It's only thirty minutes long. It's like—it's on Stars. So if you've ever seen like uh, uh, Party Down or something like that, oh, yeah, it's, that yeah. it's that sort of sense of humor where it's like it's very dark. It feels very like HBO, but it's not on HBO. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Highly recommend it. Very funny. I rewatched uh, basically all of Arrested Development. We finally got to season four. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, which I haven't done in succession before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still convinced it is the probably the the most well written show that has ever existed. Wow. Every single line is a joke, and they all it all ties back to the actual story of the show, which is uh, it's unbelievable the show was ever made. I like I don't I don't know how uh, like it was typically Mitchell Hurwitz or a few other people that wrote the show, but it's just it's just unbelievable. As if people don't already know that. Yeah. yeah. So. Has anyone told you to watch Arrested Development? No? Well, now you have. Well, you, congratulations. You hang out with idiots. Yeah. yeah. I know. You absolutely need it to. It is know. like, you're right, though. It is the best show it, that no one watched. It, yeah, it was, and I, unfortunate, but. I yeah. always get pissed off when people say Firefly was the best show no one watched. Ugh. It wasn't, because I watched it when it was on, by the way. And I liked it, but it wasn't the best show that it. I feel guilty for liking it. Like, I, I know I shouldn't. It's okay I'm to like things, though. Yeah, I, see, the thing is, no, because I know it's. Nerd. Well, because I know it's bad. I don't even. It's not that bad. It's not it's bad. My it's thing is, great. I started watching it, and I was like, I don't like this. Like and I just never, I just never continued. It's a, it feels like a guilty pleasure Hold on. to me. When did you watch it? I'm curious. Um, maybe like a couple of years ago. So like people have been telling you, you gotta watch Firefly. Yes, but that's people, the problem. No, no, no. But people that have completely unreliable reputations. That's the same also people that say, watch Buffy. 
It's yeah, like, no, uh, no. and they're like, oh, anything Joss Whedon does is great. And I was like, Joss Whedon. That's not true because I watched all of Joss Whedon. Uh, I enjoy Joss Whedon a lot. I watched Dollhouse. Did anybody else watch D Dollhouse? These are the same people that watch Dollhouse. Yeah, yeah. That's I watched the first Dollhouse episode. And, it was bad. Uh, the, the first season of Dollhouse is like. Garbage. It's total garbage. The second season's fucking awesome. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. And I know. What happened after that? Um, uh, <laughs> actually, the, the, the show. Weedened. The show actually ended <laughs> in the sense that it didn't, like, it got canceled, but they at least ended the show, which I appreciate. It's kind of funny, too, because it's like failure, failure, failure. Let's give him the Avengers. Well, I mean, he's always been a good producer, writer, director. No, yeah, I agree. Also, you know, like, also, it's not a failure when the show sells two seasons worth of ads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, he had seven seasons of Buffy or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And Angel. And Angel. Holy shit. I just think Avengers is like, what, the second highest grossing movie of all time? It's, it's like, yeah, one of the, or three or something. It, that didn't seem like a safe bet, but then again, maybe it was. Well, know. again, we, we've discussed this before on other podcasts, but what Marvel likely looks for in a director isn't someone with a unique vision who's going to take the helm of a project right. and steer it like a captain of a ship. Yeah. They just want some dude who's going to take it out on the tour. They, they want a captain who's going to just take you out on the tour of the marina like and, be back, and be back by 2.30. It's all autopilot. He just comes out with a hat on. Yeah. I think Hello, got, folks. I think, I'm your captain. I think they got lucky with Whedon because he's a combination of the two. Mm. Like, he's not, he's not the most cookie-cutter director like Peyton Reed. Whoa. Um, but he is actually somebody who knows how to do what he did. I'll say, so. though, if anyone's going to write dialogue for seven egos exactly, in a room, exactly. I was like, yeah, that probably works the best, his writing style. Yeah. It has a very Firefly feeling to it. Yep. Just like, yeah. Like I just say with pop music, you know, like everybody's like, oh, pop music's so easy to write, it's so easy to write. Then you fucking write it. Because you know how you know how hard it is to actually make a song that's catchy? It's really fucking hard. Yeah. So it's and it's the same thing with like a Joss Whedon style, like everybody's like, oh, it's so easy. Like he just writes, you know, like a couple funny lines I, and I wish the I four attacks Captain America. No. It's not like that. I wish I could write dialogue. He the fact that he can even do it's a yeah, it's a testament. Yeah. That's why so we long. podcast instead of produce me wait. Nope, we do that too. Eh, kind of, kind of make it up. Give as us we go the along. Avengers three. <laughs> James has some good ideas. Yeah, let James direct it. He's yeah, never no, directed anything mine's before. Been no, negated. The Iron problem Man is 4. James has a vision. He's not allowed to direct Marvel movies. <laughs> go, go talk to DC. Oh man, I think that'll do it for this week's. We did it. Hold suit. on, wait. Hold what? on. Wait. We made it to the end. Hold what? on. What? 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 what we we can we can buy a chest. Oh, well, then buy a chest. Oh, we have enough money to buy a chest. Are you gonna, are you gonna get a rainbow? The Kanashi uh, stronghold. Which one should we Holy get? Shit. Well, get the one with the highest attack. This is garbage. Go back. <laughs> Look at that. 3,700. 30, Look at that that's dude. A, he's riding. He's riding a Max. A, Max. Dang, I don't oh, it's even a strong. Know what that is. Is a Are those like little pros you can have yeah, a tech people? Oh, you can build like the, you. Drunk. You read the ad read. It's funny. And, like, we there was actually. A, All right, do that. We'll talk about it after. There's a whole meta game in there. This gold one. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I saw that. Give me that gold one. No, 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 rainbow. Should we not open it and provide zero closure for everyone who's watching? I like how you can kind of see the American flag behind it. There it is. All right, see you guys. Something. Right. There, I'm sure. Bye, guys. Thanks for watching and or listening. Thanks for watching. We'll Don't see. Touch that iPad. Just let that run for the next week.